Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, and it's primarily about music and creative culture in London. On this episode, I'm talking to two performers, two artists who have been on this podcast before, who are playing one of my shows in the near future. But in the nearer future, they are playing a show this Friday, the 15th of November at the Finborough Arms. They are Dan Caleb and Georgia Maria. We actually got together for this conversation Tuesday, so earlier this week. It was after all of our respective work days we got together in Camden because these two artists have some pretty interesting irons in the fire. They've got some really cool projects on the horizon. And I am always in need of extra motivation to pursue my own ideas. So it really helps to hear what my friends are getting up to. So that's mainly what you'll hear on this episode, them talking about what it is they're getting up to in the near future. And also, quite interestingly, the roads they have walked to arrive at this moment in time where they've got these ideas, they've got these projects, and they are seeing them through. So once again, this is me talking to Dan Caleb and Georgia Maria. And as always, I'll catch up with you a bit more afterwards. Enjoy. We're live. It's been a while since I've done this, so please bear with me. I'm in the company of two esteemed musicians who happen to be playing one of my shows later this year. Would you kindly introduce yourselves? I'll start with the person on my right. I'm Dan Caleb. Um, sorry, I'm on a beanbag. My name is uh, Georgia Maria. So, folks, on all of our calendars is the date December 17th, because that's when we are playing a show together at Road Trip and The Workshop. Dan, we're all going to be in your band. How do you feel about that? Really excited. First time having a band behind you? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm on bass, Mm -hmm. Georgia shredding on the electric guitar, and Leo is going to play drums, and we haven't rehearsed yet, but I can tell you now it's going to be sick. I heartily agree. So as well as assembling a band for the first time, what else have you been up to lately? You've made some pretty big moves recently. Yeah. Talk to us. Um, yeah, so In Support of Records is the label that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that's been on my mind for probably like three or four years, maybe even longer. I've been like thinking of trying to find a way of um, releasing music and having a charitable element behind it as well, but... Uh, only recently I gave it some structure um, really the Elliot Smith tribute night which you came to was was it was the first event and I only knew that uh, a couple of months after I realised I was organising it but it suddenly occurred to me okay we're putting on an event it's for charity and it's looking like it's going to be like packed so it kind of makes sense that um, I can get this up and running now yeah. um, and uh, so you said that three or four years you've been thinking about it the Elliot Smith night was the first event you really put on. So from the start, was it always a matter of putting on live music events paired with a charity? Actually, no. When I came up with the idea, I, don't, I wasn't really interested in um, playing live so much. I'd only played a few times at open mics and I really hated it. <laughs> I was <laughs> so nervous and had such a miserable experience at them. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I just kept persevering. Yeah, oh god, that well done. The game started. Yeah. <laughs> so at um, the start, it was just start, not just putting just events with other people. Releasing music, that was it. Just releasing music. Basically, um, like when I started out writing songs, I wanted to record and never play live. And so it was like, okay, how can I come up with a way of 
promoting music without ever having actually for people to see me play like okay it's not this isn't easy like, <laughs> yeah. there's only really one guy I can think of that really does that and that's Keaton Henson who's a singer songwriter who hardly ever plays live I think he suffers from stage fright and he's pretty successful like um, I'm not quite sure how he how he managed to do that his music is pretty good um, but nevertheless I still think that there's a lot of good music out there and it's very difficult to get heard even if you're making good music so like whoever does his PR like congrats <laughs> um, but yeah so I was looking at, so so it did like it, it did seem like a way of like okay um, people might be more interested if if it's not for profit yeah um, so that so that was back then like probably five years ago which so this next event that I'm putting on which is really the, the first actual event under mm-hmm. in support of records is for the sing- the first single that's going to come out on the label who's so that single by Dan? it's by a guy called Dan Caleb I don't oh, know whoa, he's yeah. a singer songwriter London based uh, yeah you don't say yeah so it's one of my songs <laughs> okay. um, but this, the song itself was written about six or seven years ago and it and I recorded it five years ago, um, but I just only got round to just re-recording the vocals, and I actually changed a couple of the lyrics as well. Um, so back then, uh, it, I I was gonna release the song for charity and mm-hmm. um, had it all set up and mixed and everything, but I had no real. I I put it up on SoundCloud, but I had no real like way of getting interested in it. Yeah. also like I just wasn't confident enough like I think I'd built up the idea in my head way too much and when it came to actually like putting it into practice yeah. I was too afraid really like uh, you know I was afraid of what of what the reaction would be yeah um, I feel I like a, a lot of what much. we do is just crossing thresholds of fear just picking up an instrument in the first place knowing you're not good at it and just sucking for the first time but still continuing you have to break through that. And then there's the almighty task of letting someone else hear what you've made. And just the fear that, oh, what if I don't sound how I think or anything like that. Any time you get to a point where it's about sharing your stuff with the wider world, especially with the internet, I felt this way too, hence why I started doing my thing, which is, it just I feel like I'm such a quiet voice in a massive, massive room. There's no way anyone's going to hear what I'm doing. And then even if someone does hear it, does it sound as good as I think it does? Maybe I shouldn't, so I can imagine. Yeah, in your head, just the imagining of connecting the dots mm. and making something happen. Yeah, it sounds good. I think, like, a lot of performers as well, like, there's a certain degree of, like, uh, this dichotomy of the mind where you actually think what you're doing is really good and mm. then you think it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you, yeah, you kind of have to rein that in, like, cause yeah. you're really excited about putting this thing out and, you, you know, people are going to love it and then the other part, the other side of you is going, oh, my, what are you doing? Like, what? who do you think you are? Mistake. Yeah. mistake oh god yeah 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 so before you decided to make yourself the first release it sounds like you had this idea in mind and you had other artists in mind who you were hoping to release music from through your label is that still the plan going forward are you like the the test subject the first release and then really what i decided recently when when the idea came to resurrect this because it was on the back burner for at least two years mm-hmm. um it, it it was just okay the main objective is don't overthink it yeah and so eventually I was just like the, like I've got to just test it out like um, just do it and learn as you go yeah um, so 
uh, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty um, meticulous. I like to plan things out, um, and I I overdid that the first time around. Mm. So this time I kind of planned it insofar as, um, you know, the, the the single that I've released it had the very specific um, uh, subject matter. It, it's about someone I knew who 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 a friend of mine who passed away. Uh, around that time, seven odd years ago, I think it was. She had ovarian cancer, and she's she was the wife of a really close family friend, um, and um, so I, I knew that uh, I wanted to donate proceedings to um, the proceeds to charity, um, and then um, as it so happened, like a guy I know. Uh, from like meditation groups, um, he posted uh, a um, GoFundMe link on Facebook, which was for a friend of his daughter, and she's called Susie Aries, and she has uh, ovarian cancer, and she's uh, raising money for the treatment. Um, so sh- the treatment that she requires uh, is it's a immunotherapy treatment, and she's can't get it on the NHS it's not available because it's quite it's quite a new form of treatment that they're still researching um, and so she's raising she needs to raise quarter of a million pounds to to receive two years of the treatment which is what she requires and she's raised half of it so she started the treatment she's got the first year's worth of funding um, when I saw my friend's post it just made a, it just made a lot of sense to 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 raise money for Susie as well as part of this so that's what I'm doing so half of the proceeds from uh, the event that I'm putting on to launch the single is going to Susie Aries GoFundMe page Uh, and half will go to an ovarian cancer charity called Ovarian Cancer Action so when is the event? the event's on 15th November Uh so that's a Friday night perfect Uh, so where's it happening? And it's at the Finborough Arms, which is in Ells Court. So I had a previous single launch there over the summer, and it seemed like a, it it went really well. The return, nice. Uh, yeah, it it was a really nice vibe in there. It's somewhere where George and I played quite a lot before, and uh, it's um, just a yeah, very sort of convenient and nice place to hold it. Cool. So that's next Friday, the fifteenth of November. Yeah. at the Finber Arms yeah and there are a couple is... of support acts playing I yeah. know you're just about to ask I'm yes <laughs> there you go so who else is on the lineup for that event so what uh, a friend of mine called Harry Quinn who you know because that's where pretty much I met you for the second time but yes. that's the first time I was on your podcast was, it was Harry yeah. Quinn's first band show I think yeah full circle <laughs> uh, and then Georgia who sat next to me here well, how can we help <laughs> welcome with the beanbag and she's bringing her own element to the show as well which she can tell you about she's current just briefly she's currently in the process of like uh, recording her first EP mm-hmm. I'm going to let her take over at this point yes Georgia please continue hello um, so uh, so we're t- chatting about um, what my uh, uh, the theme of my uh, set's going to be right mm-hmm. So essentially, I'm going to be, because uh, a lot of people do a single launch, they do an EP launch or an album launch, they're mm-hmm. exceedingly ambitious and mm-hmm. unsigned, but um, uh, what I'm doing is actually uh, a sort of a pre-EP launch, and what uh, I'm doing with it 
is to uh, have the songs that are contenders, I feel, for the EP, my strongest eight or nine songs, play them in the set and have people essentially vote on the ones that they connect with just on a first listen. Right. Just their initial impact with no sort of familiarity bias. Um, and uh, have them just on a little piece of paper. I'll give them a piece of paper with the song names. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, just put a little mark next to, say, three that they feel are standouts for them individually. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the night, uh, and after Dan's played his headline set after me, uh, I'll you know, tally them all up and see what the results are. And that will directly inform my decision as to what songs will make the cut for the EP. I can't think of anyone else I've ever heard of doing that before. So Actually, neither have I, which I'm quite <laughs> yeah. about. So I salute you for that alone right there. So eight or nine songs, yeah. they've all been in the running for a while. How many songs do you think will make the final cut? I think the EP's going to be probably four songs, possibly five, if I'm really torn between two, but I think most likely four songs. And are you fairly objective about all of them, so you don't mind what gets chosen? Are there some that are a bit close that you hope... There are the ones that I think are wild cards. I feel like I'm I'm sort of quietly quite hoping that they uh, get picked, and the yeah. ones that I've written more recently, just purely because as songwriters we feel like our newest work is our best work. Yeah, I have a song that I still have yet to play live that I want to include in my set on uh, on the fifteenth, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, <laughs> I think it would be a cool addition to the EP because it sounds quite different to uh, other songs that I've written so far. Whoa. Uh, but the thing as well is uh, with my songs you know, that I've written this year and they've all been written this year mm-hmm. uh, they, they're all quite different from each other they're all sort of disparate and um, that's re- really the reason why I can't really pick between them because there's one that's I mean they're all sort of in a similar direction you know it's not like oh one's a reggae song <laughs> one's a hardcore heavy metal song or <laughs> yeah. anything like that they're all sort of in a folk rock slightly prog tinged vein of music mm-hmm. but uh they yeah they're all pretty different structurally uh thematically uh you know speed wise some are very yeah. fast some are very slow uh so um so i guess because i'd just quite be really interested to hear what people respond to on first listen and that yeah. is what this ep is going to be like going to be about for me is just songs that uh you know have an impact immediately is this the first EP you're releasing? First EP I've ever released. Do you know when you're going to release the EP? So you don't know the track list yet, pending the show, but do you know when you want to put it out? It's going to be out, I would say, probably February or March next year, thereabouts. Early next year, early 2020. And the times I've seen you play, in fact, both of you, when I've seen you play, you've both been solo acoustic with some incredible voices, if I do say so myself. Thank you're you. You're the kind of performers where... Because with our open mics, we can see online who signed up. And when I see your names, I'm like, oh, okay. That, that person's I've <laughs> got that to look forward to. Dan, we mentioned how you're going to have a band in December. Georgia, the stuff you're recording for this, is it with a band? Is it you solo? What's it going to sound like? Uh, the stuff on the uh, recordings is going to be full band. And I've recorded one song already, just the one song that I feel is, uh, you know, you said if I had a personal preference or, mm. you know, are any songs stronger in, in my opinion. There was one that I felt stood above the rest and I've just laid that one down for starters with my producer. Yeah. And uh, the other three, four are up for grabs. But the one that we've laid down is a song called Musketeers. I'm going to be putting it out as the first song off the EP. 
and uh, it's got guitar solos, it's got heavy drums with lots and lots of fills, possibly too many fills, but you guys be <laughs> no the judge, that's, no my, that's my personal taste, <laughs> right. uh, as you'll probably know if you've heard me play guitar as well. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty heavy, um, and I, I mean, I continue to perform solo acoustic mm-hmm. because I feel like I can still deliver those songs that way. But it'll be really helpful to have them recorded in that way, so uh, people can uh, have that in the back of their minds when they're listening to me deliver them solo. Wow, guys, we're coming to the end of the year. We both, we all have some pretty ambitious plans in the near future and a bit further beyond. At the start of this year. Did you have these ideas already? Or was there a point during the year when you kind of had a eureka moment and thought, right, I'm going to release my first EP like this, or I'm going to start putting on my own shows? Dan, I'll start with you. Was your head in this mindset at the start of this year? Um, no, I don't think it was, actually. Like, the year's kind of, like, um, blossomed for me. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's been eureka moments and there's been more than one and sometimes it's been happy accidents so for example um i think it was around like march this year that i i sent a message to rob from the podcast the elliot smith podcast and Mm -hmm. i asked him whether he was planning a any event for elliot smith's 50th birthday he said no but let me know if you're doing one um, so that was how that sort of that, and that was the first show that I'd ever thought of organising. But I knew that I, you know, I'd, I really love Elliot Smith, and I really wanted to. I've always wanted to sort of put on an event for for him. Um, so my single launch that I mentioned that I played in uh, July at the Finber Arms, my previous single, was one of those happy accidents, really, where I'd booked the Finber Arms for the Elliot Smith tribute night. But I had realised that I wanted a bigger venue because the Fimber Arms has a capacity of 80, possibly stretched to 100. Um, but I realised that I, the Finsbury, which is where I ended up holding it, yeah. um, could, could have an audience of, say, 50 or 80 and still feel busy. But also, if they take the tables out, you can get 200 in there, which is around what we got in the end. Um, so when I messaged the Fimber Arms a few days after booking it to say I'm really sorry I'm going to cancel the booking uh, th- they weren't terribly happy with that <laughs> and I realised that um, I'd made a bit of a problem for myself like I'd suddenly become a promoter and I was in too deep <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I said well look I, I, I said I'd, I'd reckon I can get 40 to 80 people at the, that night and I'm instead how about we move the date a couple of weeks before it'll be my birthday weekend I reckon I get 40 to 80 people to a single launch and they but much to my surprise they said yeah cool let's go for it I thought they'd just be like well you flaked on us once why would we do again but they were like yeah cool let's go for it and um it all panned out really well and so within two weeks I've gone I'd gone from not running a single uh, in fact, at that point, I, I I had no idea I was releasing a single. I was like, well, I better get my skates on and finish recording this song. You like, are now. Start yeah. So that's what I mean about this happy accident. Um, from from sort of not having a single in mind to release and, and vaguely having an idea about an Elliot Smith tribute show, I now had two shows that I was promoting that both went really well, you know, and, and I, you know, it gave me a taste for 
for what what's hopefully going to come next within support of records yeah I mean it's great that they were it worked out so well and that's a fantastic story right there about how you went from nothing to two in pretty short order but I really like that the experience was so good for you that you're like okay let's keep these wheels turning let's, what's the next thing I'm going to put on I was wary and George would know this because I said to her you know when the Elliot Smith tribute show came about I was wary that this was like the pinnacle of like what had been a really busy summer with releasing a song releasing a music video and putting on my single launch and I knew that this was probably the biggest moment and that it would therefore mean the greatest letdown the following day or the oh, following man. week that <laughs> night the night had finished you know all the acts had played it had been a phenomenal success by anyone's standards mm-hmm. everyone was heading home you know in high spirits um, uh, lots of new connections had been made it was a beautiful night and I look around and uh, as the room's clearing out Dan is sat by himself on the stage looking very despondent <laughs> and I say Dan what's wrong what's, what's going on you just completely smashed it you brought this night into being and he goes I don't know what's next though <laughs> I'm like it's only just finished <laughs> but already you're like oh man how am I going to top this <laughs> this is this yeah, is slight issue I have it's I think, already sulking I I, as I said I think I mentioned before that I, I plan things and I'm I'm a bit of a forward thinker. Some, sometimes I could definitely do with just enjoying the moment a bit more. But I was wary that, you know, it can be um, a bit of a letdown when you, you're riding a wave and then, it, and then you know, after the, the end of it, you're like, well, what now? Uh, yeah. And so I didn't, I hadn't really, like, planned my next single or anything like that. But, you know, I knew I wanted to keep, keep going. And, that, I, and it's really, like, exciting, you know, a couple of months since that, like, I've now got this uh, label venture mm-hmm. and my first band gig with you guys coming up yes, so those are two like really yeah. exciting things for me to be doing and it, I think we we strive and need to keep the momentum going somehow yeah. so I'll no doubt be really disappointed after <laughs> trying to figure out what to do next I'll, I'll know where to find you once we're finished with our set you'll be side of stage like oh man <laughs> what am I going to do Sulking. <laughs> and Georgia what about you was your head thinking about these things at the start of this year did you have the EP idea in mind yes I did actually uh well the answer to that question for me is sort of yes and no in the sense that uh I went into this year really like okay I'm going to turn things around I'd been exclusively a covers artist up until that point I'd just been playing uh you know shows to uh kind of put food on the table pay pay my new rent in my new flat at that point uh and uh I didn't really have uh my ambitions had sort of fizzled out in a weird way and I, at a certain point at the end of last year I thought to myself wow what you know as a lot of musicians do when they realize they have to make a living they they get really focused on that and then they think wow what happened to plan a yeah and actually for me it came at such a uh, good turning point in my life in general that uh, that wave of momentum of going okay right January the 1st let's start doing this Mm -hmm. has continued to carry me through this whole year and uh, everything has happened this year absolutely everything in terms of my artist project I I renamed myself Georgia Maria set up my Facebook page on January the 1st and uh, I set myself a load of crazy missions I haven't quite 
hit them all out of the park. But uh, I'm, I'm, I, I decided I was going to do 200 gigs this year. I, I think it's still possible. I'm still fighting for the 200 gigs for Ooh, the end of the year. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Um, but yeah, no, everything has happened this year. I uh, met uh, my uh, a fantastic producer, the producer of my dreams, uh, about a month ago. He's a guy called Dax Linier. He's the guy who I'm uh, working on this EP with in uh, a studio that he built with his own hands called Puzzle Factory Studios. It's pretty badass, really sort of futuristic vibe in there. Uh, and he's uh, been doing this for about 18 years. He's got uh, awards back in Australia where he's from. Uh, so I'm finally you know, in the studio with my songs, with a serious producer making this happen. So I'm pretty elated about the whole thing. All systems go. I suppose so, yeah. All right. Well, thank you both very much. You've all, I'm guessing we've all come from work. We've all gathered together yeah. here. Thank you very much for making the time to talk to me. Right. Friday the Absolutely 15th pleasure. is November. There's the next chance to see both of you doing your thing. December the 17th is when you see the three of us in the same band laying this town to waste. <laughs> <laughs> and December 18th Not is... something you want to miss. <laughs> exactly. Just to mention, so yeah, on the 15th... Uh, at the single launch that I'm putting on where Georgia will be playing songs from her EP with the, the audience will be deciding which ones mm-hmm. um, it's it will be um, £10 on the door or £8 in advance um, on Eventbrite and all the proceeds will be split um, between equally between Susie Aries who we're raising money for for her uh, cancer treatment and ovarian cancer action and then also be, I think a bit of a theme of my in support of nights is like I'm gonna have a raffle, which you ran the raffle, Roy, raffle. Well, this time I've got a couple of friends who who have um, sort of uh, startup businesses where they, um, one of them sort of makes jewelry and she she's also a Reiki practitioner, um, so she she's making a, a sort of gift basket for this raffle. Uh, another friend who, who makes these really cool like eye pillows and b- handbags and things she's donating a couple of items as well and I think I'm going to offer a Reiki healing as well as one of the prizes because I'm a Reiki practitioner oh cool so, alright well that to look forward to as well yeah and then um, well, I imagine what December 18th we might find Dan sulking again about 2020 what am I going to do that year now I've done so much this year but thank you both so much for your time tonight and I will see Absolute you both pleasure. next Friday thank you Roy. Cheers. Thanks, Roy. and that was that thank you once again enormously to Dan Caleb and George Maria for making the time to talk to little old me that event once again is on Friday the 15th of November at the Finborough Arms in Westminster If you check out the description for this episode, I'll post all the links I can find for the event, where to buy tickets, where you can find out more about Dan Caleb and Georgia Maria. And trust me, I'm sure after listening to this, you'll want to find out more. Dan Caleb, in support of records, is the name to keep an eye on. Ovarian Cancer Action and Susie Aries' GoFundMe page are the causes for which money is being raised at this event so do go and get your tickets and with any luck i will see you there as well this was a really fun conversation to have never mind record for a podcast just to spend some time in the company of these two wonderful people who i did first meet through the open mics i'm becoming ever more appreciative of the value of time and who you choose to spend it with if you get the opportunity to spend time with people And when you part ways, you feel a little bit lighter. 
you feel as though uh, maybe a problem was solved or just a concern was shared. You just feel that you can really unburden your soul a little bit and that that exchange goes both ways. Those are the people that you should really be grateful to have in your life. And that, those, that is definitely how I'll describe Dan Caleb and George Maria. And I've recorded this outro about 20 times and it's almost midnight on a Saturday night. So... <laughs> I mentioned at the start of this conversation that it's been a while since I've done this, so please go easy on me. I didn't realise just how true that phrase would end up being because it has taken me a while to finally sit down and make the time to put this episode up. So apologies for the delay, but I hope you do enjoy it all the same. And do check out those links that I'll post in the description to find out more about this event and these artists. I am clearly overdue my bedtime, so I'll just say thank you all very much for listening. When I talk about how much I am learning to appreciate the value of time, I am always grateful to anyone who's listening to this and who has chosen to spend their time with me. So thank you very much for doing so. And until next time, take care.